This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, show. the show. Bop. I agree with you up until that point right there. Vote. Just because you start one way doesn't mean it has to be that one. Three. To, to do something in sports, but I did not know that I wanted to do two. You know, you hear somebody say, like, if I try to get one. It's a neighborhood therapist. We're working out instead of blowing down on 420. And, of course, we always with Mike B. You. Yeah. And this is season two, episode 11 of the Black Man Misunderstood podcast. But I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. So we're not going to waste no time. We're not going to play no games, man. It's 420. We understand how y'all feel, you know. You know, y'all rushing and itching to blowing down. Shit, you might be blowing <laughs> down while listening to this. No problem. No problem. But that don't mean we're going to shy away from the things that we need to get addressed up on here. So in a corny fashion, yo, Mike. What's up, bro? Come on, come on, come on. I need some enthusiasm because this is the one right here. All right, all right, come on, bring it, bro. You know I'm ready. <laughs> all right, all right. So why are black men afraid to speak about their shortcomings? Don't answer that yet. I'm going to say it again. Why are black men afraid to speak about their shortcomings? I'm going to add a question on top of that. What do you right. do when your man downstairs is acting up? Oh damn! You try to hit us. You try to hit me with two low blows. What's going on? All right. So before you answer that, right? If you decide to answer that, oh, the reason okay. why the reason why I'm coming like that is because when we around each, now I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about black men. When we around each other, we always high siding on each other. We're always showing the flaws. You know, we might have a real conversation, but we don't never get into the nitty gritty. Like yo, fam, like. I was trying to, it didn't work out, fam. Like, what am I supposed to do? We don't have those conversations. <sighs> All right. So I guess, I guess black men, you know, in this country, well, not even just this country, throughout history and across the world, it's, if we show our shortcomings, I guess it's more so as showing a weak side of us. Well, um, when, when a black man, you know, rise into power into different locations we try not to show any weaknesses because if we show any sign of weakness they take advantage of it and throw it right back at us mm -hmm. so i guess that's the whole thing about the shortcomings and then having issues downstairs who actually want to talk about their business having issues down there it's between you and your lady and <laughs> go handle your biz go check your doctor if you need to but don't just sit on it that's all i got to say about that Okay. Okay. See, and and I think I agree with you up until that point right there. Like, 
How all right, so 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 P game, P game, P game. If I don't know what's going on with me, and you might have the answers because you done went through it already, you're not gonna give me the information because you don't want me to ask you because you feel like it should just be between me and my lady. I'm coming to you as a man. You're not gonna help your bro out, right? So I'm gonna answer that question because I only I asked you the question, but you didn't shoot it back yeah. to me. Yeah. So in the rare event that my man is acting up downstairs. I drink water. I do squats. That works for me. What? You ain't lying because I always be juggling <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm just saying, man. But listen, I brought that up because we got a super, super special guest on here. Okay. We talking about health and fitness. And I'm like, that goes with it. Like, we don't have that conversation. Like, yo, bro, when you're not up to the task, facts what do you do like you just sit there and you make excuses or do you actually do something and i wanted to throw that gym out there in case people don't understand you can dead ass do some squats and drink some water and you know give yourself a little time recover and now that you think about yeah i do drink i'll be i'll be do guzzling that water though (laughs) talk to me nice man come on mike who who we got today bro all right Coming on is this gentleman that I met during college through a fellow friend of ours, Mr. Alex Clark, founder of Primability. It's an organization that leads fitness events for youth and their families. Now I introduce you guys to Mr. Alex Clark. Yo, yo. What's going on, y'all? We here for it. We here for it. How you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm happy to happy that y'all took the time and happy coming on here. I heard a lot about y'all podcast and a lot about the work that y'all y'all doing. So I'm always down to, to you know to learn and grow from from other fellow brothers as well. So I'm um, happy to be here. Cool, 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 cool. So I think I'm gonna start off like this. Explain to the listeners who is Alex Clark. Uh, just a, just a young boy from Hartford, Connecticut, uh, you know, graduated, well, grew up in the public school system, graduated from East Hartford High School back in 09. Uh, I went to Central Connecticut State University. Um, so I studied health and PE and kinesiology there. Um, and then as soon as I got done with school, you know, I took my, I guess like LeBron would say, took my talents to DC. Um, and then really just started like discovering my life, you know, like really discovering like what what it is that I want to do, what my niche is and uh, started teaching right away. And, and, you know, that really manifested into more community work. And now it's just like, you know, I can't see a day like my, I'm, I know my, my passion is right. My passion every day is working with students and, and working with families to to inspire. So um, that's kind of like a nutshell of like who I am. Um, I think if you were to meet me, you can see that like on my face all the time and you can kind of see that in the way I move, uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, anything, anything that y'all want to know uh, more, you can, y'all can always, you know, follow me on Primability. Um, that's the name of our organization and um, check us out. So, cause, cause you know, my mission is, is strong. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. So, so you kind of started hinting there about, what uh health and fitness means to you because you went to school for it pe and everything uh let's let's go let's go a little deeper into that real quick yeah 
Oh, okay. So yeah, um, you know, as a PE teacher, uh, you know, I say this a lot, you know, there's like this, um, I guess you would call it like a stereotype. There's a stereotype about our subject, right? And, you know, one, one, one of the biggest things is that like, you know, we, we roll up, we, we roll the ball out and like kids just start playing around and being active and, you know, all your classes built around is play, kids playing basketball and, you know, if they don't want to do it, they can sit on the bleachers and, and, you, we, and we know all about like what our PE experience was when we were in high school, right? We knew the things that we, we did. We knew the things that was, we, 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 we know if it was playtime and we know if it was like, you know, some serious like instructional time going on in your PE class. Um, and so, you know, health and wellness um, when it comes to a PE perspective um, is really less about, you know, I focus less about um, the physical aspect. You know, and I really, really focus a lot more on the mental and that social aspect because our kids got it right. Our kids know how to play basketball. Our kids know how to run around. They know how to like, they might not know the names of every exercise, but they know what they can do to be strong, to get stronger. Um, but it's really like that, um, that inspiration to use exercise to empower. And so like, that's kind of what, um, you know, that's kind of like my philosophy. Um, so it's less about, you know, knowing what cardiovascular endurance is and how many mm -hmm doing this amount of time and how much weight you can put on the bench but it's about like using the bench press right to empower students to think a little bit more and think more about their life right and use fitness to think more about um you know where they're trying to go um and so i think that's extremely important because you know i think that every subject that students take and every in every class that students take especially in high school um should be centered around you know life skills and centered around like character development um but you know, I just try to do my best in, in infusing that. Yeah. Man, that's profound, bro. That's that's that yeah. was deep. That was real deep. Yeah, man. You you just hitting on all the questions already. So <laughs> so you're already telling us why people should listen to you with health um and fitness. But um yeah. let, 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 let's let's dive into what you were saying about before about the mental aspect because I don't think a lot of people yeah on to that part of it when it comes to health and fitness let, let, let's dive yeah, in a so, little bit on that yeah so this year um you know i started well 2000 2020 um i started um hosting fitness events you know i, I was always like kind of on the side like I, I when i first started primability i would really just focus on that like i was really um centered around working with like top level athletes and college athletes um and so like you know down here down in dc where i live you know it's a hotbed for high school talent you know not just in, for basketball or football you know we got like the mathic high school down here st john all these like top level um top, top level high schools um and that's kind of really that's kind of really how it started and then you know I, I i moved over to community work um in 2020 and i saw like kind of like what my impact was with just kids alone working with kids could have that same impact with parents and help like mom and dad, mom and daughter be closer with each other because they might be going through a tough time. It'll help father and son connect with each other because father might be, might've been locked up. Father might've been away for a long time, right? And so um, I started like hosting like small workshops that kind of focused on those things. Um, and then, you know, I kind of created like, like a tour, I, I guess you would say, uh, where, I, where I went to multiple cities and hosted like these big events um, and it was really in the wake of um, 
you know, the social unrest in our country, right? The Black Lives Matter movement, all of those, all of these, all of this, like, you know, awakening, the great awakening, I guess you could say, um, that we had this summer um, with all the protests. So, you know, I started an event called Sweat It Out for Black Lives. And we did three different events. We did one here in DC. Um, we did two in Connecticut, one in July, and then one recently that was in, uh, well, not recently, but in October, 2020. Um, and then I, I shifted that and brought it to colleges. So we did one at AIC um, and then we did one at Merrimack College there, there in New York. And so, um, you know, it's really has turned into like um, a, more of a motivational movement. You know, we split our workouts, not based on like body parts. I think a lot, a lot of times we go to, go to the gym and we're like, oh, we're gonna do legs, right? And I'm gonna do squats mm -hmm. first, like, you know, box step ups or something like that after, right? But we centered around key terms and so like our workout was was centered around uh resiliency our workout was centered around transparency all right and what that means in your life right what does it mean to be transparent with yourself right what does it mean to be resilient about the things that you go through and you know it really inspired others to work out harder even during the events right because you know when you was one one thing if you're working out with one person and you're just kind of, or, or single by yourself but it's another thing when you have a community of people that are motivating you, clapping it up for you um, and really, you know, focus and really tuned in on the same the same objective. And so, um, yeah, so we, we could, you know, I look forward to continue doing that, um, you know, throughout throughout the year, uh, throughout this throughout this summer um, and into the fall. But um, but yeah, man, it, I've seen it. I've seen I've seen the change. I've seen like it. It started off as just like training people and wanting to work with people. And it's really turned into like a movement, you know, it really has. And um, I'm just happy to like continue it. Yeah, man, you just touching on these different points. And I, I, I'm loving the work and I love yeah. how you say it started for one thing, but it involved into something greater than what you even thought it would have been. So and I, and I think that's the piece that people need to understand that just because you start one way doesn't mean it has to be that one thing always it can always expand and evolve into different patterns that you don't even realize it's going to going to do like that's a fact i mean it's, so, it's all about adaptability at the end of the day yeah, man and you know even though he's doing what he's doing at his full time did he at the end of the day you're still an entrepreneur right alex yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's parlayed into so many different things, you know, like it's parlayed into consultant work. You know, I work with like so many different schools now, you know, building programs, not not only in business and companies now, like building programs that um, are infusing like team bonding, like team bonding experience, workshops with, um, you know, new employer, you know, um, enrichments and opportunities and, and things like that. So um, freshman orientations at colleges. Um, and so, you know, a lot of these things, the workouts that you do in fitness are always going to be the same. They're always the same, right? Like if you want to get stronger, if you want your biceps to get strong, you know exactly what you need to do, right? You need to go in the gym, True. you need to do curls, and you need to do straight bar curls and dumbbells. And you got to work on it, right? But it, so like the workouts are never going to change, but like the things that are going to inspire you to work out, those things can change. Right. Like your inspiration can can always change. Right. And you find inspiration from from multiple areas, then you'll be fine. Right. Like some people, you know, I recently started listening to gospel music as I work out. Would I have done that when I was in college? 
Probably not. Most likely not, right? But it's like my inspiration has changed because like my focus in life is completely different than what my focus was when I was 19, 20, 21 years old. And so, you know, I'm all about inspiration. I would never I would not call myself um, you know, an expert in like, yo, you wanna lose 15 pounds in 30 days or something like that. Like that I'm not that guy, right? <laughs> create like a diet plan or like you need a nutritionist, do not call Alice Clark. Like I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> if you're looking for motivation, holla at me. Right? If you're looking for like creativity and how, I, how like, and what my thoughts are about um, social justice and what my thoughts are about, um, you know, teen pregnancy these days. So these are all the things kind of like what I focus on throughout the program. Right. And so, um, if you want to know my thoughts about that, then absolutely, like, I'm the I'm that guy. And so I think, like, in a sense, um, it's like counseling through fitness, right? Like, we're counseling people by helping them be more fit, helping them be healthy. Definitely respect that. Definitely respect that. Mr. Therapist, I'm, I'm throwing the ball in your corner. <laughs> oh. Oh, you you want to get into the, the nitty-gritty, man, because, you know, you, you miss a political over here. Hey, hey, we need to get it <laughs> the gritty. Come on. It's all, right, all about the real. All right, man. Well, Alex, I don't know how much you know about me, bro, but um, I throw blows at my guests, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I want I want the real answers, man. How does one create an organization like yours in another state? Like, I want you to talk about the blood, sweat, and tears of what it took for you to get there. That's why I brought up the entrepreneur, because I know it's, it was some sleepless nights. It was adaptability. It was some... Some things you're looking at, you're like, man, I don't know. You know, I I, I'm, I might be speaking out of turn, but I know there's times where as an entrepreneur, you're like, man, I don't know if this going to work. Like, speak to that. Yeah, man. Uh, man, it's been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But at the same time, the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Because, like, I love it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I what I'm doing. So it's like, I don't even care. Like, it's, if it's a sleepless night. It's a sleepless night because that night is going so fast. It's going by so fast because I'm putting in so much work throughout that night. Right. So like I might be tired throughout the day, but like there's always something else to do. Like there's always something else to push yourself and like how you can scale it and make it better. Um, I guess I could like I guess I could really just talk more about like our biking program. Cause I think that like that was the time in my entrepreneurship where or you know, in my professional life you know i'm a teacher full-time but this is kind of what i do i wouldn't say on the side because i would say i would do this full-time as well um but you know when i started that that was like the hardest thing um you know being a black man and teaching out of school i teach at dunbar high school in washington dc um and so dunbar high school is the first african-american school to open for black students um in the country so it's a historically black school it's one of the oldest black in the country uh it doesn't look like that now because it's like the school is beautiful it's like glass it's like a glass building now but um it's very very historic you know Thurgood Marshall graduated from there um you know a ton of ton of like um professional athletes have graduated from there so Dunbar is like really really profound in the DC community but also like nationally for like you know a lot of the things that we've accomplished you know our school is really centered around black studies um and black engineering and black business and so it's like it's really really you you feel the power like when you come into the building every day um and so so that's where i teach 
Um, and so like, as you can imagine, um, my school is war five. So my school is um, predominantly 98% African-American students, you know, it's 98% free and reduced lunch. So my kids come from, none of them come from affluent, like, you know, neighborhoods. All of my kids come from the hood, straight up. You know what I mean? There's no other way to put it. Uh, and my kids go through a lot to get to school, you know, every single day. And so, you know, I feel for that. You know, that, that's a big part of my job is understanding that. Um, I'm sure you guys know about this as well. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we see this perpetuate a lot in our community. And um, throughout the pandemic, you know, I was still like hosting events and things like that. And, you know, throughout that whole summer, I could have been like, yeah, this is lit. Like we sweat off of black lives. This is what primability is. And like, we're great, right? So during the pandemic, I'm, I, you know, I picked up, always was, was like kind of like a cyclist, like a novice, not a novice, but like a, um, no, I, I would say like beginner stages cyclists. I would I would probably ride maybe like 20, 25 miles on the weekend um, for a good workout. And I picked it up more and more throughout the pandemic. And uh, I'm going through all these trails throughout DC and I'm seeing like these beautiful lakes. I'm seeing like all of these, like, dude, like this foliage and all, you know, all these trees and these mountains. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm like, damn, like I wonder if my kids have ever seen any of this stuff. Like, I wonder if my students have ever seen, like, they, they, they rep D.C. all day, right? Like, if you holler at my kids, my kids will say, yeah, D.C. all day. Like, if I, if I say anything about Jersey or anything about Connecticut, nah, my kids ain't trying to hit Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Like, it's D.C. Because you know, like, they, they, everybody going to rep where they from. And so, like, when they hear me talk, I don't sound like I'm from D.C. I just don't. You know what I mean? I think throughout the years, I'll probably pick some stuff up. But other than that, like. I sound like I'm from New England. I'm a New England boy. You know what I mean? You know, I was like, yeah, have, have they ever seen um, these things? And so I hopped right on the internet. Like I hopped right on the internet as soon as I got back home. Um, I got on Facebook, started looking at all these different like bike groups in DC. And what do you see? It's predominant white sport, man. You don't have black kids on bikes. And if you do, and if you do, and if you do, you remember when we was riding bikes as a kid, as kids, like when you do, it's because you're trying to go to Shorty House or you're trying to go to the basketball court. You ain't Facts. like, cause you, you ain't, you ain't hitting your boy up like, yo, Dre, like you trying to go cycle today. Like, nah, we riding our bikes to go to basketball or like to go to football. Like, you know what I mean? So like, we're not looking at bikes that way. And if, and we riding people on pegs and all of that. You know what talk I mean? about it. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. We're not like on like real bikes with help. We're not, we're not definitely not wearing no helmet. So we weren't <laughs> bad. You know what I mean? Like we just wasn't doing that. Cause that's not cool. Like, you know, and I wouldn't say it's a cultural thing. Cause it's not, it's not, it's not something that's in our culture to say like black people don't wear helmets or black people don't ride bikes. Right. But I think that like with a, with a lot of sports, and, and even in fitness, you know, there's this there's this conception that like, you know, certain sports and activities are for a certain race. And that's kind of that's like a big part of like my mission, too, because it's like, you know, you hear somebody say, like, if I try to get one of the hardest things was like getting these black girls to ride bikes and put the helmets on, because you know, black girls, high school, it don't matter what age. Right. They got their hair. <laughs> So they'll put the helmet on. They'll like put the helmet like on top of their head and not strap it. I'm like, yo, it's not gonna help you. Like, you gotta put the helmet on. But like, yeah, like that was a big like how I started that. You know, I really wanted to change like the misconceptions of what like diversity in sports really looks like, right? So it's like 
black kids like we're about to start a um in well we started already but in september we start a cycling league right and so we're going to be the first youth bike team cycling team from dc all black team right it's gonna be all black kids on the team, Come on now. right yeah, and it's I gonna can, be yeah, but like i'm looking at the videos and i can show you showing out some videos later but like i'm looking at the videos and all of the races before man like first of all biking is expensive like these bikes cost thousands of dollars like really good great bikes cost thousands of dollars and you're looking at all these races and like it's all white kids man it's all white kids it's all white kids bro it's that's all it is right so it's like i'm sure my kids that's gonna be the first time they see like more than three black kids at an at an event i'm sure right mm. so we try to change that right we're trying to change that and so you know at first when i you know i started on the facebook you know i'm taking all these bike groups I'm obviously you know he's mostly white people there's mostly um you know pretty rich people as well you know it's, i think it's a rich man's sport kind of like golf like if i was looking for mm -hmm. a bunch of clubs it'd be rich people donating that stuff to me right and so um you know looking up bikes little by little you know my principal is super supportive she helps me get like u-haul trucks so i'm picking up all these bikes but like some bikes are good, some bikes aren't good, all right? We learned that on our first couple of rides, right? But then, you know, you keep grinding, keep grinding more and more. You start getting grant money. You start, um, pe more people are fun more people are donating to your program. And the more and more you work, you know, right now, we're set to go with, like, like a great, uh, I would say we have around, like, around 125 bikes. And they're all really, really good, good bikes, like great functioning bikes, right? And so we had a different level of our program now. But that, I mean, again, that's I started that in in, in August, and our program went to November. And look where we are now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about like um, like entrepreneurship, I think that was the original question. Like we talk about entrepreneurship and like you know how do you just start something like that? Man, I just just start with your heart. Like you just start with your heart. You know what I'm saying I'm just now I'm just now putting the paperwork for a 501c3. I was never it was never a non. Wow. It, it, it was wow. just it was a non-profit. Yeah, but by, by definition, it's a non-profit. I'm not yeah. pay for this or nothing like that. But What's I'm paperwork. Paperwork in for that. So like I'm probably not gonna hear back from that until like June, July. You know what I mean? But um, who cares? Right, like who cares about that? Because again, like this got nothing to do with money. So people who people who you know reach out and want to fund us, I just tell them buy the kids stuff. Don't give the money to me. Just buy the kids stuff. So that's how we were able to fund like things like hoodies, so the kids look like coordinated while they're in the streets. You know, bike lights, all of these different types of gloves, like all these different type of things. Because um, you know, it really was like a, a whole community effort. So I think like as an entrepreneur, especially if you're an entrepreneur like me, that um works in the community and like wants to scale kind of like your activism like don't yeah you can do it by yourself like all the like the groundwork but like use the community man use because nobody asking for money like people really want to help like so use your community be careful like who you use right but like true true you use use your community i think one of the biggest things in this last uh, last last part I, i'll touch on this part but um the biggest the hardest part with like using the community was just making sure that all of all of these people that are reaching out especially white folks right aren't using our kids as 
like publicity talk right? on it like, man mike i've gotten mike i've got ever like about this program i've gotten i'm now exaggerating thousands of emails bro like thousands of emails from, like, august to now about like how can i help out can i volunteer can i do this like all the time you know what i mean all the, it happens like at least five times a day like and so you know at first you just had to make sure that it wasn't going to be oh somebody shows up to volunteer take a picture with with three black kids and be like yeah i helped out like community service like nah because our kids read that too like our kids know what that is what mm -hmm. that kids know exactly what that looks like you know last year we had jeff bezos um you know founder of amazon he came into one of our engineering programs and again like our kids don't be like our kids know about Amazon, but our kids don't be, don't know who Jeff Bezos is. But like they don't be looking mm -hmm. up. They they, they 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 don't look up to they look up to like people that appeal to them. LeBron mm -hmm. James, you know, KD. They they don't maybe even Barack Obama, but they're not looking up to Jeff Bezos just because he a millionaire, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, one kid like turned around like in a video and asked his classmate, "Who is that?" When Jeff Bezos came in. And so the media played it like, oh, this kid's so disrespectful. Like, how could he not know who this person is? Oh. What are they teaching these kids? You know, all of this stuff. And it's like, first of all, bruh, unless you're giving this man, this kid a thousand dollars. Bro, what are you doing? Why would you cut that off like that? That's it, man. That's it. What you mean? I know it's more than that. You just cut my man's off in the middle of his sentence. There is, but you got to head over to the BMM Patreon to access the rest of the episode, bro. Come on, man. A paywall? Look, if you really rock with us, the BMM podcast, it's only $3.99 a month for full access to our videos and audio episodes. $3.99 a month? So we talking about like $3.99? Mm, that's not too bad. Where do I go? Patreon.com slash BMM podcast. That's Patreon, spelled P A T R E O N dot com slash BMM podcast. That's it, man. Say less. I'm there.